Welcome to Beyond by Wings, the business side of dentistry, brought to you by Edwards and Associates PC. Join us as we discuss how to build your dental practice, optimize your income, and plan for your future. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Edwards and Associates PC is not rendering legal, accounting, or professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information that is shared. At Edwards and Associates PC, our business is the business of dentistry. For help or more information, visit our website at enassociates.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond By Wings. In today's episode, we will be talking about what to do when you receive a negative review. And within the studio, we have Robert. Good afternoon. And a very special guest, Sharon Tiger, who's a prominent dental consultant in the U.S. nationally for over three decades. I started when I was 10. (laughs) (laughs) So three decades. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right? (laughs) So how are we doing today? Good. How y'all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Thank you. I would first like to bring up a positive review. Okay. It's really nice to get a positive review, and I happen to be looking at Facebook today, and I saw someone who was giving a positive review to their dentist, not only on Facebook, but Instagram. And I really haven't in a long time seen such a long, amazing review, but it's worth reading to just see how you can make that happen in your practice. So it says here, y'all, I have to gush about my dentist for a minute here on this Instagram account, because this is where I know lots of people will see it. I'm not going to mention the doctor's name. Of course. Good. Doctor, hands down, has to be the best dentist in the world. Also, her staff are amazing as well. The way they greet the patients, the way they help them on the telephone, and the way they are in the practice. I've been going there for probably two years, and now I have my whole family going all the way to Allen from the colony because her office is just that great. Every single hygienist is kind and gentle. And the front desk staff are just as nice. Anyway, today she completed my smile that I've been working on for four years with my orthodontist. After all my teeth were finally straight, there were some cosmetic changes I wanted done, and boy, did she ever deliver. Anyone needing a fabulous dentist should check her place out. I think that's, like, a fantastic review. Yeah, that's that's a great review. (laughs) And people will see it on Facebook. She put it on Instagram. I also... Think she put it on TikTok. But to get a review like that takes the whole team being just what five star in the practice. That's that's the only way to get a review like that. Those are three of the big platforms where you should post reviews. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, of course, also on Google and Yelp and Reddit are the other three. So there's the those six platforms where you should really be getting your reviews posted for maximum exposure. That's true. And I feel like a lot of our listeners, even our dental clients, when they are looking at evaluating themselves or how they're performing, those are the platforms that they go to. Google being the first one, Yelp being the second, and of course, the other four uh, following thereafter. You know, and one thing I read about when I was looking at this uh, topic about reviews is that apparently dentists are reviewed more often than restaurants, which I I found interesting because I always thought restaurants were the... uh, reviewed the very most and reviews were read the most, but apparently dentist reviews are read more than restaurant reviews. 
Wow, that's crazy. That's See, interesting. I, yeah, yeah, I was not aware of that. But it makes sense if you really think about well, it. Yeah, because I'm not scared to go to a restaurant. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, getting a bad meal once, that's not too bad. You know, you can live with that. But, yeah. you know, terrible cosmetic. Or, or uh, pain. <laughs> Avoid pain, right? Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. So dental reviews are important. And uh, good reviews uh, are important. You mm. have to ask for those. It's a... It, you should implement a program in your office where you systematically ask, not every patient, but you should look at your schedule in the mornings and pick two or three patients to ask for good reviews. And it's always nice to um, pick the patients where you just did wonderful treatment on them or they had a good experience in your office or they gave you a compliment. Like, oh, I love the way my front teeth look now. Or... I, I enjoyed my last visit with you. Some some kind of compliment they give or the, to the hygienist, they often say, I love seeing you every six months. You're like part of my family. So when you get a compliment, that's a great time to say, you know, we would love you to put a review on Google about us. It's not hard, even though so many of the dentists and team think it's okay, I have to write practice this script. But really, it's just that we, we would love you to put a review of us on Google. When you, or, when you get a compliment like that, I mean, basically, you've already gotten the review. Just ask them to put it in writing and put it online. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And sometimes my doctors or team will say, just to check that they haven't asked that person already besides trying to go back to their notes, mm -hmm. they'll say, you know, I don't know if anyone's asked you or if I've asked you before, but if I haven't, I just would love you to put a Google review in about our practice because we love having you as a patient. That's now, true. Now, now, the opposite issue. What do you do if you have a bad review? That's true. Because, you know, with the good reviews, you have to prompt for them. Like, hey, don't forget to write me a review right, once right, you leave. Right. But the bad reviews, I feel like they, you don't even have to yeah, do anything. No, they just show up. <laughs> they just show up. <laughs> and then uh, what the reviewers don't realize, and again, they don't have to, but I'm just saying it can take a toll on the business. Because sure. these days, especially yeah. in today's day and age, everybody looks up reviews of any business before they go there. And if... Let's say they see more bad reviews than good reviews or one or two bad reviews that can prompt them to have questions. It's like, oh, should I go this or should I even put in the effort to, you know, schedule an appointment with them? Let me just go to the one across the street, especially with so much Steve competition. I think it's more important these days that you know how to address the bad reviews. Now, is getting a bad review necessarily a bad thing? Doesn't mean that, oh, my goodness, you're the worst dentist in the world. No, it just means that somebody had a bad experience in your office and then you have to, you know, address that. Don't ignore it. That's true. That's and, true. And you have to also remember if you have like 30 great reviews and one or two bad reviews, it's okay. It's okay. There's always going to be someone out there who is mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. going to enjoy their experience. You can't please everybody all the time. Right. That's so, true. Keep in mind, I always try to tell my doctors to keep in mind all the, if they happen to have all the good reviews, that they have all these good reviews and we can't focus on these one or two bad reviews. But even so, how do you take care of those one or two bad reviews? Excellent question, Sharon. And, and you have to be careful. That is true. Because when you're responding to review, you can't disclose any protected health information. Right. So... The big issue that I learned when I was researching this is you can't even disclose that that person is a patient of your practice. That's, that's true. A, that's a HIPAA violation. And practices, dental practices have been fined for doing that. Right, right, right. And that's an excellent point you raised. But before we even get to the HIPAA violation, I think we need to address 
what to do when you receive a bad review. So number one, don't ignore it. Don't just think, oh, I just got a bad review. Okay, forget it. You know, the next couple, I'll make sure we get a good one. You actually need to do something there, right? You need to respond to that negative review. I'll tell you one thing. When I am looking up reviews, it's okay for me to see one or two bad reviews. It's only normal, right? Nobody's going to be 100% happy. But I want to see how the owner responded to that review, Mm -hmm. right? So there needs to be a response. Number one is what I think. Number two, this response Understand this, whatever is being said is not being said to you personally. It's towards the business or the service that they didn't receive quite up up to par of what they were expecting, right? So when you're responding, you need to make sure that your response is very professional and it's coming from the practice, not you personally. Now let's move back to what you were saying, the HIPAA violation part. That's also true. When you're addressing the person who left the review, most likely a patient, you cannot mention anything about the procedure or anything that should be kept confidential about the patient. No pictures. And definitely no pictures. And at the same time, the response needs to come from the practice. So when you're responding to that review, don't log in from your personal Google account or your personal Yelp account. You need to log into your business Google account or your business Yelp account to respond. Now, following up on the HIPAA violation, because specifically for medical uh, service providers and dental service providers, there are some additional rules you have to follow. So Robert, you were saying. Yeah, you don't want to disclose disclose any protected health information. Uh, Again, no pictures. Uh, You can't acknowledge that that person is actually a patient of your practice. The safest uh, method of response is to ask the person to call the practice. That's true. To discuss it. That's true. I just saw another response that you could say if you want to say a response. Thanks for sharing your feedback. We're sorry your experience didn't match your expectations. It was an uncommon instance and we'll do better in the future. Please feel free to reach out to the practice, practice information with any further comments, concerns, or suggestions you wish to share. We would love to make things right for you if you give us another chance. Excellent. That's actually yeah. a very that's good a response. That's a really good review. Yeah, I think that's very good. That that kind of is is not acknowledging that they're a patient, but you did acknowledge that you saw them. Right. And you're asking them to call so it can be discussed further. Let me read it again so everyone can get it. Okay. Thanks for re- sharing. Thanks for sharing your feedback. We're sorry your experience didn't match your expectations. It was an uncommon instance and we'll do better in the future. Please feel free to contact our office with any further comments, concerns, or suggestions you wish to share. We would I love this last line. We would love to make things right if you would give us another chance. There we go. So yeah, multiple things good. happen here, right? Yeah. I mean, off the bat, I can tell you that they are thanking the person for the negative review because they're not taking it personally. They're actually looking at it as a feedback, as, an as a constructive yeah. feedback. Secondly, this person's talking about or the company who responded back is talking about how they can improve upon in the future. They accept that this has happened, but what can be done differently in the future? And they're asking for suggestions. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're also asking for them, for the person who wrote the review, to come back later so they can correct it. Right. So they can have a more memorable experience. A lot of good things there. A lot of good things there, especially that. We would love you to make things right if you give us another chance. That's, yeah. I really like that last sentence. Right, right, right. So that is important. And I will tell you something. Now, here's some stats. 
you would think that a business probably is going to lose more business if they have negative reviews. Sure. But in reality, stats have shown that businesses with negative reviews that have been responded do better than businesses that only have good reviews. Interesting. And it's crazy because the article I read was actually published by SBA. Okay. And they have analyzed, uh, well, basically they looked at a Harvard Business Review to come up with this conclusion. And again, they didn't just look at dentistries. They also looked at hotels. They also looked at TripAdvisor reviews. Um, but according to them, they're saying that businesses that take the time to respond to negative reviews have increased their ratings by an average of 0.12 stars. Okay. Nationally. That's great. So, again, the importance of responding back to a negative review is critical. And also responding back to a positive review. I have a lot of doctor's offices that have their, I see all their positive reviews, and I really like that I saw a response from them saying, thank you. We love hearing about how our patients are enjoying the practice. So they don't just have to look on Google or Yelp and just see your response to a negative review. They receive responses to a lot of your positive reviews as well. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now, going back to what Robert was saying, I know that a lot of the article online will tell you that whenever you respond back, you should upload a picture. It makes it more personable. However, for medical providers or dentists, it's a little bit different because HIPAA comes into play. Right? Yes. Yes. You want to make sure that you're not violating HIPAA rules. Now, it is actually understood that whenever you're responding back, you should not upload a picture. It should just be words. In fact, you need to be as vague as possible about the patient that you just... Yeah, I don't think you're even supposed to use their name. No, right. not at all. Um, now, but then the question arises with Yelp, right? Now, Yelp requires that you upload a picture when you're responding back to a review. How do you mitigate that? Well, here's the thing. HIPAA doesn't tell you you cannot upload pictures or what they're saying is, you should protect your patient's information. So you don't have to upload a picture that was taken of the patient or the mouth uh, when you were doing what you were doing and you're so proud upload of Upload a picture of your grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> anybody's grandchild. Right, right. Whatever. Oh, right. The, if they're not a patient. <laughs> there's that. And if you ask me, I'm, I'm more conservative. So I would say just don't upload a picture of a person. Just upload a picture of your company logo with the phone number down below. That's right. Good. And That's just tell good. them to call back this number and, you know, give us a chance to, uh, you know, uh, make things right, make things right and to provide you with better service. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So, of course, um, what I'm trying to get to is it's OK to receive right. negative reviews. It's only normal. It's only human. It's an opportunity. Exactly. I like that. I like that way of thinking. It is actually an opportunity. Like I said, businesses actually do better when they receive negative reviews that have been responded as opposed to someone or a business that only received good reviews. Not to belabor the point, but the point you made earlier, you can't ignore negative reviews. Right. The opportunity is in how you respond to them. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. And then I think certain platforms will actually allow you to delete negative reviews. And what I would tell my listeners out there is don't do that because then you're kind of lying and it shows. It's misleading. 
it, it really is like I cannot expect a business that's been there for 10 plus years to only have five star reviews. That's just not possible. Let's delete all the ones that are four star and below. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want to make sure that there's a good mix and match of everything. I do sometimes like and enjoy reading the negative reviews that are funny, that take it very personally. Sometimes they are, they get mad by the color of the curtains that were there in the waiting room. <laughs> I truly do enjoy reading that. But again, I'm not going to ding the dentist or the business for that. Well, and the other thing in your response, and I, I read this again in doing research for this episode, but you don't want to be, um, what's the word? You don't want to be, um, you don't want to talk down to the person that that's giving the negative reviews. So if they don't like the color of your curtains, don't tell them how stupid that comment is. No, you know? no, no. I was just talking about me being another person reading the reviews, <laughs> not the business owner. Right. As a business owner, you should always be happy right. about the feedback that you receive. Yeah. Right. Well, it's constructive. Uh, look at it that way. Anyway, don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like they say, count to 10, take a deep breath, and then respond once That's you're true. calmed down. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and respond in a positive way. Uh, always, always. Positive and gracious. You know, gracious that they gave you that feedback so you can show them how things can be different. Right. Absolutely. And I agree with Robert. You know, uh, when, when you get a negative feedback, especially if you're the only owner of the business, you kind of do take it personally. You yes. feel like, you know, that's yeah. an attack on you because uh, the business is your baby. And you're like, oh, no, what, are, are you making fun of how I'm raising my baby? Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> so, uh, but here's the thing. Take some time, count to 10 or come back to it the next day. Think of it professionally, you know, tackle it like a feedback, not a negative thing. Nobody's judging you. They're just sharing what they felt. And you respond back to that kindly, graciously and objectively. Right. I agree. Now, that brings us to just reviews in general, right? I think we all understand today's day and age, it's very important. We talked about what to do or some of the ways you can mitigate or how, not mitigate, so to speak, but how to address a negative review. But what about the uh, technology aspect of it? For instance, like, what are some of the additional things we can do to make sure that the reviews are going to people that are going to be potential patients? Right. Are happen are really happening. Right. Well, number one, I think you, you've got to make it easy for the patients to give a review. Mm -hmm. It can't be difficult. So you've got to let them know how they can do it and uh, just give them easy instructions to follow. And I think you don't ask all patients. You just ask a couple a day, you know, specific patients. Like Sharon said earlier, the ones that you've done a major procedure on that are happy with it. Somebody that made a comment to your front desk person. Um, Gee, I'm glad I got that done now. It looks great. Ask that person to do a, re a review. Um, and you can use online review software, again, to make it easier for the patient to give that review. I think those are three things right there that you can do to, to get more reviews. Bingo right there. I think the online software review is what I was wanting to listen to. So anytime a patient is discharged, I feel like it's important that they should automatically receive an email or a text mm -hmm. where they're prompted to leave a review. Now, 
that added request right. by the front desk person will solidify it, especially for someone who's had a good experience. But little things, these are, and the, the, there are software companies out there and they're fairly inexpensive if you ask me. Uh, I like that what you said about um, them receiving a text. Yes. Them yes. receiving a text or an email about asking for a review. Right, immediately. You know, I get those all the time from my dentist, but I don't know what software they use to do that. I don't I, I don't know that either. Yeah. There but, are a few. But what, does pain-free get involved with that? Uh, don't know. I know, um, what's it called, my social practice? I think they do. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I know of a few, but I'm trying not to mention them just so we can remain unbiased <laughs> in our podcast. But I'm, I'm totally can, unbiased. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it would be easy for you all to look online for um, right. software right. companies to support reviews. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you can always ask your dental consultant or your marketing person or more importantly, you know, when you have these solicitors that you don't like that come through, you know, maybe actually take some time out to talk with them. It's like, hey, what does your company do again? Oh, you know, that's what I've been hearing from my other colleagues. OK. And I, and I think a lot of the patient communication software probably also will send out requests for reviews. Bingo. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And a lot of these software, again, I'm not going to mention the name, but if they use the word scheduling, if they have that phrase in there, trust me, they offer that service. Okay. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah. So, definitely do that. Um, platforms, you do need to have someone on your team that's going to be uh, looking at these platforms right, on right. a regular basis. That's also another thing I need to point out because I sometimes feel like, you know, when team members are given a list of duties, that is one of those things that's almost always never mentioned. Right. Right. And it probably comes up in a team huddle. It's like, hey, hey, one of you guys need to look at the reviews. You know, somebody told us that, you know, we got a negative review recently. Uh, what's all that about? Somebody should monitor those, not just for bad reviews, but also just to make sure you're getting reviews. Right, right. Getting reviews and responding even to the right. positive ones. Right. Definitely responding to the positive ones. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. And then also finding the right team member to do this. You can make it one of their responsibilities, but are they the mm -hmm. right team member who is going to respond in a good manner? And that really would enjoy doing this rather than be forcing someone to do this who is, doesn't want to do it, uh, then I don't think you'll get the result that you want. That's true. That's true. It needs to be somebody, like you said, that enjoys it. Obviously, if you enjoy something, you do a better job of it. Right. Right, right. And sure. they, they always, in the beginning, sh should at least review show their response to the doctor. So the doctor can say, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, absolutely. Long term, if we trust them and they're doing a good job, we don't have to see it every time. Right. We just have to know they're headed in the right direction. Oh, right. yes, absolutely. Okay. Vetting is needed. Okay. Even if you're experienced, I feel like you, because you may have done this in a different practice with a different culture. Right. You know, where it right. was acceptable to respond in a certain way. But then, you know, let's say you're with me now and I'm like, no, that's not how you should respond. So vetting should be done even with experienced people. All right. Sounds great. Anything else we need to let them know about? No, that's all I had. Honestly, I mean, I okay. had a couple of clients that asked me about this and I thought, oh, that would make an interesting topic to talk about on, a, on the podcast. Good. I think uh, that's some good information we gave them. And um, how do they get a hold of us for more? 
Sure. If you guys have more questions or more ideas for our future podcast episodes, please reach us at info at enassociates.com. Great. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Thanks, Sharon, Sharon, for being here. Happy to do it. And thank you, Robert. You bet. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to Beyond by Wings on your favorite podcast platform. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Or reach out to us on our website. You can also shoot us an email at info at eandassociates.com. 